This is Can You Relate with Christine, but it's less Can You Relate and more Can You Relate with Christine. Welcome back to the pod. Today's episode is about limiting core beliefs. Now, I'm doing something different than the other episode. Because this is a very sensitive subject and it's a bit nuanced, I wanted to make sure that I don't miss the points I'm trying to convey and that I do this topic justice. So what I did is I wrote down, not notes, not bullet points, I fully wrote down the script for today's episode. (laughs) And I even like have in certain areas in parentheses um, notes like make a joke here or laugh here or whatever (laughs) tell me you're a virgo without telling me you're a virgo so like i said today's topic is about limiting core beliefs so let's get into it what are limiting core beliefs they are the lens or filter through which you experience life how you perceive yourself the world and the people around you these beliefs are what your mind and ego consider to be absolute truths and through the power of confirmation bias It's in the name, confirmation bias is when you're biased towards certain situations to confirm a belief that you're holding in your mind. So through the power of confirmation bias, your mind and ego will distort or misinterpret or falsely remember different experiences and situations to confirm and further cement said truths. Now, the thing about truth is there's no such thing as absolute truth, at least not in the context of the nuances of the human experience. Think of it this way. What we on earth know about the sun is that it rises at the start of the day and sets at the end of the day. This is truth for us and it has been truth for mankind across generations, civilizations, and continents. Right? Yes, no, maybe. (laughs) For us on earth, this is true. It's relatively true. This truth is dependent on a bunch of different variables. The Earth's rotation around the solar system, the degree of Earth's tilt on its axis, the distance between Earth and Sun, eclipses, solstices, equinoxes, etc. Now let's journey outside of Earth for a minute and look at the truth of the Sun setting and rising from a different perspective. Let's head up to the International Space Station. When you're up there in space, the Sun doesn't rise and the Sun doesn't set. There's no distinction between day and night. The sun is just there, and that is absolute truth. Relative truth is circumstantial, it's subjective, it's determined through the influence of different variables. Absolute truth is there, it just is what it is. We all have our relative truth. It doesn't mean that they're wrong, they're relative. It doesn't mean that they're right, they're relative. It just means that every person's truth is their own. But it also means that this truth is not set in stone. Yay! (laughs) It means that this truth has, up to this point, been influenced by different variables and as such can be influenced to change, grow, expand, evolve as you move forward in life. It means that our truth does not have to confine or limit us. It does not have to keep us from being able to live our lives in a way that feels good and brings us joy. Now back to limiting core beliefs. They're core beliefs because they're at the core of your being. They're your frame of reference, how you experience being a human, how you think and how you behave. They're limiting. It's in the name. They limit you. (laughs) They're limiting because aside from the fact that they're not entirely true and set in stone, they're not set in stone. 
mind you, keep coming back to this, they are not set in stone. They're heavy and weigh you down and keep you from your potential and your heart's desires. How many times has your heart wanted to do something specific, but your mind talked you out of it with you shouldn't? It's a tale as old as time, the tug of war between what the heart wants and what the mind is dictating. Now picture this, you're under house arrest. You're confined to not only the house, but the property that the house is built on. And the reason you're under house arrest is to protect you from the outside world. You didn't do anything wrong. The confines of the property equals your comfort zone. Whether or not you're happy inside your comfort zone is irrelevant. All that matters is that it's familiar and it gives you a false sense of security. It's something that you know, and better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Now, every time you start to venture a little bit outside of the confines of your property, aka your comfort zone, an alarm will go off to alert you that you've strayed so that you can make your way back into the inner perimeter. This alarm is your fears, insecurities, imposter syndrome, inner critic, essentially any and every tool that is at your ego's disposal will be used by your ego to keep you within the limits, to keep you within your comfort zone, within the known. Now, our limiting core beliefs are developed between birth and the ages of seven to eight years old. Like sponges, we absorb everything going on around us. We internalize everything that we experience, everything that we see, hear, or are told by authority figures in our lives. We make what we're told our truth. It's essentially a distorted foundation on which we build the rest of our lives. And this is how people's relative truths are passed down to their children. We don't really give children a chance to make up their own minds and truths about their world. They're just running on autopilot under the controls of someone outside of themselves. Generally speaking, of course. You have parents that encourage their children to live their own lives, make their own mistakes, learn their own lessons, and develop their own truths. And you have parents that penalize their children for not doing or thinking as they're told, as they should, even as they move out or become parents themselves. Your limiting core beliefs are at the root of your thought and behavior patterns. They influence how you speak to yourself, how you perceive the world around you, how you interact with others, and what you project onto others. For example, I was always failing in school. And naturally so, I was always being reprimanded by my parents and my teachers. I remember this one test where I didn't fail. It wasn't a perfect score, but it wasn't a failing score either. I was celebrated and praised by my parents and teachers. I even remember, I, I don't know if this did or didn't happen, but for some reason, I have the image of ice cream <laughs> attached to this memory. Anyways, so when I then failed the next test, praise, support, and love were withheld from me. To a child, it's black and white thinking. So to me as a child, it was as clear as day. Love is conditional. That belief was formed in my subconscious mind. And then everything that transpired over the next couple of decades of my life, my God, decades. <laughs> um, then everything that transpired over the next couple of decades of my life, my subconscious mind would use confirmation bias to cement this belief. My subconscious mind would use this belief to sabotage any experience that would allow me to rise above or outgrow this belief. School, university, work, career, personal relationships, professional relationships, romantic relationships, platonic relationships, my relationship with myself. To receive love, my grades had to be high enough. 
my achievements had to be notable. I had to be smart enough, disciplined enough, talented enough, social enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, cool enough. Insert X enough. Otherwise, love would elude me. Nothing would ever be enough. I would always fall short of being just enough to be loved unconditionally. So everything I would think, everything I would do would be to prove to others and myself that I am enough to be loved unconditionally. And if they don't love me unconditionally, that is, then I must be doing something wrong. That is a very fucked up way to live. But essentially, this is how we all live. This is what we allow. Everyone has their own set of limiting beliefs that run their lives from the inside out. Now, in knowing this, you're able to take your power back from these limiting beliefs and identifying, acknowledging, or even accepting that you're not really in control of your mind. It will allow you to bring these beliefs or even just the idea of these beliefs, the fact that they exist out of the shadows and into the light. Now, I found that there are two ways to identify a limiting belief. Think of it as kind of like a shortcut. One, any thought that has a should, must, have to, or need to is probably a limiting belief. So whenever you catch yourself saying, I should do this or I shouldn't do that, that's typically a limiting belief. And next time you catch yourself doing this, try to pay attention to any sensations in your body. If you feel any sense of heaviness over your chest or in your stomach, just pay attention to what's coming up in your body when you catch yourself saying, I should or I shouldn't. The second way to identify a limiting belief is this. All situations are neutral and can be taken at face value. Any circumstance that isn't taken at face value and that feels emotionally charged, negatively of course, then there's a limiting belief behind that situation and your subconscious mind is assigning a meaning to that situation through the lens of your limiting beliefs. So essentially anything that happens that stays in your mind is your subconscious mind trying to create a meaning out of it or trying to develop a story. Limiting beliefs are not something that are resolved just by identifying them. It's not, oh, this is my limiting belief, and then poof, it's gone. It doesn't work that way. You're unlearning years, decades, and an entire lifetime's worth of narratives and tone of voice, and you're learning a new way of integrating compassion into your being. You get to take control of your story and choose your narrative every single time. Now, a note of caution about your ego. All the ego cares about is survival. So once you start shifting this perspective you have of yourself and of the world, it will do and say anything to avoid its own death. If it notices that one approach is no longer working, it'll change tactics. Ego will change its tone, show up in different fonts, show up as different variations or degrees of a belief to trick you into thinking you're over it when in reality it's just latching onto dear life in your subconscious mind, working harder than ever behind the scenes. At the end of the day, we're all doing the best that we can from the level of consciousness that we're at. No one really is to blame for why they think or behave the way that they do because all of this is hardwired into them and has been since they've been kids. But when you shed light on these limiting beliefs, on these thought and behavior patterns, when you bring them out of the darkness, you'll be able to approach them with more awareness. Your life becomes your own, maybe for the first time ever. We're not responsible for how we're brought up, but we are accountable for the choices that we make. So make better choices do and be better and that's the thing i'm gonna go off script now (laughs) closing the laptop and that's the thing about limiting beliefs the voice that's in our mind 
that we think is our own is everyone's voice except our own. It's the voice of our parents, of our teachers, of society, of generations before us. And the thing is, it's not their fault because they went through the exact same thing. We're just, like I said, all on autopilot, following the same like manifesto of how we should behave, we should think, what we should do, shouldn't do, all of those things. I think the most, in my experience and the way that I've seen it happen and come up with other people, is that the most terrifying part of it is realizing that your mind hasn't been your own. The voice in your mind hasn't been your own. Everything that you've believed and revolved your life around hasn't been your own. And this leads to a series, in my experience, of existential crises. Crises, right? Crises. (laughs) Because it's like, well, if I'm not who I thought I was, if this isn't my voice, if these aren't my beliefs or my values, then if this isn't even my mind then who the fuck is in there and that is terrifying but after you get over if you're able to if you're willing to get over that initial shock and willing to explore okay so through the process of elimination now that i know that this isn't mine through the process of elimination through trial and error you get to actually determine who you are what you believe in what you hold to a high regard, what values you want to rebuild your life around. You get to choose who you want to be for your own sake, not for the sake of anyone else. And there's something so wholesome about that. So it's a a sense of homecoming, essentially, because you get to choose home you get to choose what home looks like you get to choose what home feels like i mean if your mind where you're living inside your mind and if it's not a comfortable place to live in if it doesn't feel good then you're really not going to enjoy this human experience so healing identifying your limiting beliefs whatever you want to call it it does feel like hard and heavy work at first But that's only because you're unlearning decades or an entire lifetime's worth of what you thought you knew about yourself, what you thought you knew about the world. And you're giving yourself a clean, a blank canvas. You get to write your story. You get to choose the tone. You get to choose the narrative. Your life becomes your own. And I mean, that's beautiful. That's as poetic as it gets. And that is it on the topic of limiting beliefs. It was mostly scripted and I hadn't intended on going off script and freestyling and rambling, but I couldn't help myself. (laughs) So I hope this sheds some light on what limiting core beliefs you may have, what keeps coming up, maybe even shed some light on realizing that you're not really the main character in your story and it's time to be the main character in your own story and that is it for today see you next time